Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friends, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bull Brock at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And man, oh man, it's Wednesday. It's a game week, but that seems kind of secondary to the hot mess express that's going on with this franchise, <laughs> Bull Brock. You were at practice today. You spoke with Cliff Kingsbury. Like, how, how do they even move forward without Kyler Murray? Uh, they're still talking about Kyler Murray. I mean, he remains a huge topic of conversation. You know, how's he uh, how's he dealing with having a season-ending injury? Hollywood Brown said, you know, this is Kyler's first big injury that he's ever really sustained. He had the yeah. hamstring earlier this year. He had the ankle last year, but nothing to where he's have to go under the knife. And according to Cliff Kingsbury, that's going to happen post-Christmas. They're going to let some of the swelling go down. And they'll figure out, you know, the true severity of this thing. Because with Zach Ertz earlier this year, they thought, hey, this is an MCL injury. And he had a partial tear of his ACL. And they said, ah, no, 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 this ACL is not going to hold up. So let's fix both of them. We'll see what the case is with Kyler Murray. But he, he, you know, as far as this team, we, we heard from Colt McCoy. Quarterback always talks on Wednesday. Colt McCoy is always great to hear from. Um, and and then talk to a couple of players like Brown and, and, uh, and Billy Price today. So, it, I mean, it's business as usual. But as you said, I, I completely agree. Everything's secondary. I think the games now are even going to feel a bit secondary the rest of the way because they don't mean jack shit as far as, you know, getting to the postseason. It's it's positioning yourself for the offseason now. Yeah, and good luck. You know, Denver is not a great team. They're actually picking ahead of the Cardinals in the NFL draft, or the Seahawks, I should say. But we've got it pretty well sourced. You know, Russell Wilson's, on, I think, on track to play. So Got those man in bubbles again, do it, load up on them. I want to see the, you know, the Broncos at full strength for reasons I won't dive into, but uh, it's not, I don't think it's going to be the battle of the backups this weekend, but it, it, as far as today goes, Bo, is that a Carson, good thing? Is that, I mean, Russell Wilson still uh, less touchdown passes than Carson Wentz, who hasn't played since week six. Threw three touchdowns last week. I think Jerry Judy being in the lineup is a difference maker. Obviously three touchdowns Cardinals. Now no Byron Murphy, uh, Marco Wilson's banged up. They released, how about this move? Trayvon Mullen, I have seen better trades by this franchise. Uh, <laughs> they get Trayvon Mullen, who probably should, let's be real with Trayvon, should have been on IR. And the Raiders said, here, here's, here's Trayvon. Give us a draft yeah. pick, give us anything. And he immediately comes to Arizona. He's hurt, so he just kind of gets stashed, you know, 
on the team. They don't put him on IR, and he plays. He's underwhelming. Uh, if if that's Kimes' final parting gift, I, I would say it's not his best one. He had uh, he had the most snaps of any corner, uh, I believe, on 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 Monday night, well, right? Of course he, he did. Of course he, he did. He outsnapped everybody. Uh, but you know, Steve Kime, you know, like Boy Scouts get those merit badges, the, the General Managers of America merit badge, where he used to be able to wear the one as, as a good trader. We might have to rip that off his his little sta- uh, sash there. I mean, I don't think he has that because his last three trades have not been great. I mean, Trayvon Mullen, you, you give up the now seventh round pick because they're not going to hit the trade escalator to where it's going to be a sixth round pick. And then you have Robbie Anderson, sixth and seventh round pick, 2023, 2024, respectively. And then Cody Ford, which I believe is a fifth round pick. Um, one, I don't know if any of these guys are going to be on the roster next season. And, no. you know, so it's basically me putting bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and lighting Ooh. money on fire. Ooh. Uh, I can tell you right now, Robbie Anderson's fat salary is not going to be on the, no matter how many one-handed catches he makes. Uh, that was his we, first multiple catch performance as a Cardinal. Somebody told me he looked like one of the Island boys, and I just couldn't keep it together when I that's saw good. the pictures. Side that's by true. Side. That's very good. Um, here's something that's not good. Uh, we didn't have a chance to talk about this yesterday because uh, Bo and I went live early in the day to break the Kyler Murray news or break down the news. Then Bo went and talked to Cliff. And there was one specific quote, Bo, that Cliff made that got everybody up in arms. So we're going to dissect this quote. Shane hit it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just part of the challenge. I think, um, you know, both of us heard enough this year to be highly motivated for the offseason. And I know he he will be, too. And um, those surgeries have been proven uh, recently that guys are coming back and and faster and stronger. And I know he's, he's excited about that prospect. So to add, what do you mean? What do you mean, <laughs> we, Mr. Cliff? What are you talking about? <laughs> Look, what does that play, mean? He's playing until the, the final whistle. He, he's he's going to show up for work until they they lock the doors on him and, and turn off his key card. I, I mean, that's that's what you have to say. You know, it, it, it was interesting to, to add full context. The question was, you know, I think it was from Bobby McManaman of, of AZ Central Arizona. Bobby Mac. Asking, you know, what what do you say to people who are critical of Kyler Murray or skeptical that he's going to be able to come back 100% from this ACL tear? And is he going to be able to be the same player? And that was his response. And he said, and, and Cliff basically, to paraphrase that clip, was, hey, we have enough motivation already going into this offseason. But you're, it is interesting that he lumped, lumped himself into that conversation. He's like, hey, me and my best friend Kyler, we, we, we've got more than enough fuel for this fire going into the offseason. Here's what bother, bothers me the most about that. I was texting with somebody yesterday. Um, I don't want Cliff Kingsbury to be motivated by like <laughs> the perception of him nationally or locally or whatever. Hey, how about maybe being motivated that you guys suck and you can't win at home? Like, think about, like, the like there was no social media back in the early 2000s and the 90s. Like, coaches literally needed to be motivated by winning and losing. And with Cliff, it doesn't feel like that. I know he's not on social media, but too many of his comments yesterday, we don't even have this clip, basically of him saying, yeah, we're, you know, I'm motivated by this. It, it ails me. Everybody, it's us against the world kind of mentality. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you get 17 cracks at these games. Be motivated. You get paid a premium. Get your team motivated to win these games. It right. shouldn't take two talking heads like us or whomever to get you motivated because you guys suck. That's what bothers me right now. It's like, Cliff, this is your job. Your job right. is to win and you're losing 
every week, seemingly every week. Yeah, I mean, his motivation should be getting the Cardinals to, you know, as far as the stage, the hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. That should be motivation, right? right? I mean, that's it's not that's his motivation. That's, that's losing set, mentality. Yeah, you set your alarm for four o'clock. Wake up, get in there, get a, a quick swole sesh, and then hit the the game tape for the rest of the way till practice. Yeah, uh, that should be your motivation each and every day to take the Cardinals to where they've never been, and that's the you know having the final score in their favor when the final whistle blows in the Super Bowl, right? They've been close, yep. uh, but they haven't gotten it done yet, and that should be motivation. That's why he gets the fat extension this past offseason, and and that that should be enough. That we're They're pairing them to take them to levels, heights unknown, and uh, it, it's not to – to throw it in the face of the social media haters out there. Those are those are the people you shouldn't cater to, right? Lions don't lose sleep uh, because of, of the opinion sheep, of sheep, right? Yes. Yeah, opinion of sheep. I thank you, Shane, You're laughing at me butcher this thing. No, that's the Worse great what's Cliff his name? butchers a, a, a game. Tywin Lan- Lannister, <laughs> the great Tywin Lannister. Who would that make then? That would make Kime. I don't know, King Joffrey maybe. Uh, all right, I like this one right here. <laughs> Cliff only talks in cliches. He says nothing. He speaks in riddles, does the man. Yeah. Uh, Cliff's next job should be the White House press secretary. No matter your party affiliate, that's the master of the word salad. He would at that job. We need, to, he would. We, need, we need a Cliff Kingsbury as the Riddler graphic. <laughs> so like bad. the Jim Carrey, like Batman Forever yeah. get up? Like the, no, the, the sc- green leotard? The, no, the scary one. Oh, the scary one yeah. that just came out? All right. I was thinking green leotard. I, I was too. That's Shane, <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see young that. For that. Shane's too young for the 90s. Come on now. The All right. Uh, talking about? That, the, the movie, The Batman Forever with Val Yeah, Cole, I said I know, know what you're talking about. I'm not too oh, young dude? for that. Okay. All right. He's an old hands, Johnny. That game, that, that was one of those movies you saw as a kid that you liked, and then you look back and you're like, man, this is just trash. This is the no. equivalent of watching also. the Cardinals each week. I think I saw Batman and Robin three times in the theater, and I had the Burger King glass mugs. Um, <laughs> 100%, 100% I did. Uh, Mikey, Desert Cardinal. Kime is more like the court gesture, and Cliff is the master buffoon. Um, then what does that make Mikey Rondell Moore, who it was reported today, yeah. came out by the team. Mr. Rondell, the glass man, he's on injured reserve. I am this close, Bo Brock, from shipping his ass out of town, especially if there is new leadership here. Heard in college. What do we say? Heard in the pros, small, small, not looking good for old Rondell Moore. You want to wrap your arms around him, so I'm going to pose this to you. I asked the question of, of the old Twitter streets before we went live. Right now, is Rondell Moore a bust? Yeah. Yeah, he is. You know, I mean, pretty much identical stats in what was pumped up to be this this coming out party in 2022 where he, you know, right from before the season even kicked off, before week one, he suffers the hamstring injury, uh, and then now has the groin injury, and he couldn't. He didn't have a full season the previous year. His rookie year, the guy hasn't been healthy since his freshman year at Purdue. Uh, it's not obviously Rondell's Rondell Moore's fault that he can't stay healthy, but and it's more on Steve Kime. But Rondell Moore, no, I mean the second round uh, selection, he's he's definitely not living up to it. Four hundred yards, oh, you know, close to nine hundred yards in two seasons worth of play. Uh, seven and eight, fifteen games over that stretch, just not enough. You, you you gotta you gotta get an impact from your second round guys. Like your first maybe three picks of the draft, they have to give you a chance to make an impact each and every week, and they're just not getting that from Rondell right now. As everybody in the chat uh, correctly puts, he was outplayed by Greg Dorch this year. 
I was, was more impressed with Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch, we don't know what his future is. He's a free agent at the end of the year as well. We don't know if Kime and Cliff are going to be able to bring him back, if a new coaching staff GM is going to bring Greg Dorch back. Rondell Moles are in a contract for two more years, so I don't, I don't anticipate them cutting him. And, I mean, you, you probably don't want to trade him because he's not a tradable player right now. You're, you're, mm -hmm. you're trading 30 cents on a dollar if you do that. But I will say this. It, it was a risky decision when they made the selection out of – first of all, he played at Purdue. He was hurt at Purdue. He missed a bunch of games because he both the pandemic and he was hurt. He came in. He had that great training camp. Remember his training camp in 2021? He was mm -hmm. unbelievable. Immediately got hurt in the NFL. Cliff's usage was egregious for the first three-fourths of his career. They finally seemed like they were figuring some stuff out. Remember against Minnesota, he had the big catch and run. And then against the Rams, he had a nice game. And then the biggest problem with Rondell not only compounded the injuries, but like, and we've said this at nauseum right before the start of the regular season, you would give him so many vital reps during the year, during the practice uh, practice portion of the week, and, he, and then he would get hurt. And then everybody else would have to kind of try to sub in bits and pieces of what Rondell did. And everybody had to go up on the depth chart. And it's just like that. Like somebody asked me recently, like, man, is he is as big at what's going on? We got breaking news here uh, regarding Arizona Cardinals general manager Steve Keim. This is uh, via rap sheet. And general manager Steve Keim is taking an indefinite health-related leave of absence from the team. This is breaking news from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that Steve Keim is taking an indefinite health-related leave of absence from the Arizona Cardinals. Does this have anything to do with the fact that he missed last weekend's game? He canceled his... Yeah, he did cancel his uh, radio hit with Arizona Sports on last Friday. Uh, you know, do, he, he was under the weather. And yeah, I don't know if, if, if it is related, but... It, it would seem to kind of match up, but uh, th this is this is huge for this this organization that that is you know uh, facing some tough times and a tough stretch before they reach the off season, and, and with somebody who's who's on the hot seat, it's it's really going to be a story to follow. Is there any way that he can come back after this? Do you do you see a path? Well, I mean, we just don't know the details about it. It's tough to speculate, and you, you really don't want to speculate, especially when it comes to somebody's health. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it seems pretty if, – if you can't jump on the phone to do a radio interview, you're probably in pretty rough shape. So I don't know what what he's staring down, but indefinite. I mean, this isn't – he has the flu, and he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. I mean, indefinite health-related leave of absence. I mean, this is, you know, without – jumping the gun too i mean it's, it's got to be pretty serious for, for yeah. them to to do this you put two things in context like we hope he's okay and he shouldn't be the gm anymore let's make that clear for we, sure we want yeah, you, time you to definitely be okay. have to separate yeah the the human part of it yeah no doubt about it no, uh, nobody wants anything bad to happen to steve kind but that's that's the breaking news for me and rap report of, of nfl network let's kind of reset here let's uh let's let's maybe take our, our first break or get into some of our 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 great sponsors here, and we'll get into the breaking news here. But uh, Four Peaks, Four Peaks, we are uh, pumped to be a partner with Four Peaks. Great beer, great food, great atmosphere. We got the uh, the stretch run coming here for the Arizona Cardinals and, and the rest of the NFL, some some playoff seedings that haven't been uh, locked up yet. So if you want to go find a good place to watch the game, check out Four Peaks, of course, the H Street Pub, good eats, good beers, 
A uh, lot to hang out with. You can w- go catch the Suns game on TV. You can watch ASU Hoops, which is on fire. You got the U of A game coming up and before the end of the year. Go check out Four Peaks. Go have some of their delicious beer, like their flagship Kilt Lifter, their Wow Wheat uh, beer that they got that's fantastic. Four Peaks. Go out there, hang out, bring the fam. Of course, if you're going to drink the beer, you got to be 21 years old. But Four Peaks, we love it. They, uh, I guess we're, we're out of the, the advent calendar box. I got to assume if, if we're not advertising anymore, but that was pretty cool what they have going on there. But Four Peaks, H Street Pub, great food, great beer, great atmosphere. Uh, I also want to talk to you about underdog fantasy. Listen, I, I took the L on Monday night. Uh, <laughs> I doubled down on some on some losing players in a losing game for the Arizona Cardinals on underdog fantasy. But the most important thing is, Bo and I will not be attending a year-long fantasy football losing streak that led us to Waffle House. But next year, we're putting ourselves in a position to dabble every day, as you should, on underdog fantasy. Listen, friends, you can select up to six NBA players with no positional limits. And that's it. Winning that cold, hard cash. Dabble on the NFL, on the NBA. Hires, lowers, like will Devin Booker hit the higher in points? You guessed it on the underdog fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Here's what you got to do. Download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Put in $100, boom, you get $100 back. But you got to use PHNX only with Underdog Fantasy, our favorite fantasy app. As we continue to dissect this breaking news, Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, PHNX Cardinals, if you're just now joining us, we've got the message. Rap sheet, Ian Rappaport, friend of the program, stating as follows, Steve Keim taking a leave of absence due to health concerns with the Arizona Cardinals. We are uh, taking in this information just as you guys are. We know that Steve Keim canceled his uh, weekly radio uh, hit with 98.7 Arizona Sports late last week. He was not in the owner's box with Michael Bidwell during Sunday's loss, uh, or excuse me, Monday's loss Mm -hmm. against the New England Patriots. Now we sit here on Tuesday, Bo Brock, and we are left to speculate. And listen, or I'm sorry, Wednesday. And listen, we, we don't want to speak ill will of somebody who's not in the building. But I, I do think right now, is, as folks in the chat point out, like the interim GM, if you want to take a guess of potentially who the next GM of this franchise is going to be, Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson, when that announcement is made, I think that you can take the interim and maybe remove that tag in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was rap sheet advancing the story a little bit, saying it that the duties are being handled on an interim basis from the VP of Player Personnel Quentin Harris and VP of Pro Personnel and Adrian Wilson, former Card Star. So uh, it 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 just sounds like this is something that's gonna uh, go on until the end of the season, and then they'll. They'll probably figure out, you know, obviously what's going on with with Kime's health and and obviously his future here with the organization. But uh, uh, I mean, this has just been a wild season for the Arizona Cardinals on and off the field. It, it you know, just dating back really to the wild card loss all the way back in last February or January to to the Rams and then the Kyler Murray negotiations that go on. You know, you you. you reveal that he scrubbed and purged his Instagram account of the team. And, and then all the way up here with four games left, you know, with being on the hot seat, their GM taking an indefinite leave of absence due to health related uh, issues. It's, it's just been, it's been wild, you know, no, wherever you look at this organization, you know, from top to bottom uh, it's, it's been a crazy ride. So indefinite leave of absence, you would assume, definitely means the rest of this season. And again, we do not know the extent of Steve Kimes' health concerns. Uh, I, I, we were trying to get information 
you know, because it's interesting. His radio hit is is just over the phone. And so maybe he lost his voice. We were speculating, you know, what kind of worse for where shape yeah, I mean, the GM we, has we been were in. doing some, you know, it, it, because it had nothing to do. We There was no sense that it was serious. Right. You know, the, the Jordan Schultz story had come out earlier that day. And, you know, you speculate, does it have to do, does he not want to have to answer questions about that, where this looks like it's it's more serious than that. It's it's beyond football. It's it's something that, you know, Steve Keim is is going to address and, and try to figure out, and, you know, the best wishes to him and his family. Because yeah. and I, and I don't want to hear from people who can't separate the man from the Absolutely. GM. You know, Listen. everybody, especially on this show, uh, wishes the best for Steve Keim and his family in this situation. Absolutely. Especially if it's serious enough for him to step away from the team where he can't even make media appearances. I mean, that kind of told us, I know a lot of us speculated, is he hiding what's going on? Well, clearly not. If, if it's serious enough where he can't make media appearances, can't be at the game on, on Monday night football, like he, he is either bedridden or, you know, God forbid he's in the hospital. But again, I, I, I do think this kind of lends a path where somebody else is going to have to take over and Michael Bidwell Whomever he selects, they're going to have to get comfortable with the idea that that is the future general manager of this team. This team, remember, has never selected an external GM, especially since they've been to Arizona. It's all been risen from the ranks. So we're going to find out here in the short term. And, and goodness, we've got Hard Knocks tonight. PHNX Cardinals live for Hard Knocks at 9 p.m. post-game show. Hard Knocks after dark. Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson, if you had to guess right now, Bill Brock, who is more equipped, in your opinion, to take over next to Michael Bidwell? I think Adrian Wilson was he was tied to the Jags job this offseason. He's somebody that's been viewed as an up and comer in this league and and had has had a couple interviews and, and Harris obviously uh does a lot of uh, of the work as far as getting ready for the draft and either one of them would be fantastic options, I think, internally. And some people get scared off, will say, Hey, these are guys that have worked underneath Kime where getting back to the conversation as far as you know, how he struggled as, as the general manager of this team. Like, does or do they have bad habits instilled in them as far as scouting yeah, and, and yeah. their ability to draft? I, I, I don't necessarily buy too much into it. You know, you look at any profession, any company you work for, uh, you know, I think a lot of people would say, hey, I'm going to do that different than my boss. I would do it. Yeah. I would take a different approach to it. So uh, Adrian Wilson played this game at a very high level. He takes uh, obviously his his job in the front office of the Cardinals, and he did as a scout very seriously, and it's something that he wants to do. And I would never count Adrian Wilson out. I think he'd be a fantastic candidate for for the position. Well, I think you got to remember too. You know, Rod Graves very different than Steve Kime, and Steve learned under Rod Graves. And you could make a strong argument Rod was the superior drafter. I mean, I don't think that's even up for debate. But Kime was more aggressive in free agency. Kime did his job hiring Bruce Arians, and they worked really well together. I think whomever takes over, whether it's Quentin Harris or I do think Adrian Wilson has to be the favorite in the clubhouse, he's going to have a specific way of how he's going to run things. You want to keep the ship afloat, so to speak, over the course of these next four weeks before the end of the season, January 9th, and then potentially be able to lay, lay, lay out your plan in place. Does that plan, though, now include or doesn't include Cliff Kingsbury? If I'm Adrian Wilson and I get the interim tag, and let's say Steve Kime, hopefully let's play, you know, we're, we're predicting the future. Steve Kime's okay, hopefully, but he steps away for, from football for good. I'm, I'm resigning as general manager. I'm going to take some time away to get healthy. I'm going to be with my family. You know, the, all things that are in the realm of possibility. If you're 
Okay, so we've got breaking news here. Rap sheet, according to Dylan Richards, saying that it'll be Harris and a dub. Do you read anything to that? Meaning that it could that means that they're just keeping the seat warm for for Steve Kime or Michael Bidwell leaving yeah. his options open potentially to look external. I thought I said that. Did you not hear me? I mean, that no, was... I didn't hear. Oh, I, didn't hear that I was report. I was going off of Rap Sheet's report as far as that. Yes, it is. It's going to be kind of a work share interim basis of of both Harris and, and Dub. But yes. I thought you were going off of you know if, if they did remove the interim tag afterwards, who who would you go with or yeah. who who they would tab? I, I I get your question, but it's really interesting here. With the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, this game, this season was lingering, right? And it, it seemed like they were they were definitely headed nowhere. And all we had was, you know, watching Kyler Murray play football. And, you know, he obviously had the ability to maybe go in Denver and, and beat the Broncos or uh, beat the Falcons or Tom Brady on Christmas. I know he struggled this season, but there was always the the puncher's chance with Kyler Murray. Now, like you you can say that this team it's it's likely not going to be favored any of any of the games going forward no. it's like the kyler murray injury I'll, I'll never say it's a blessing in disguise but it was something to where this team needs to take its medicine the rest of the season and probably just bottom out right and, and get you know the best draft pick possible it's like so so kyler murray being removed from the equation makes that a lot easier that decision was made for cliff kingsbury and the team right and now this situation it's like this is this is is being made for Bidwell. Like there, there was all this, you and I, we were, our, our plan was to pop on the mics and get in front of the camera and talk about, you know, should they get rid of Steve Kime, go through his entire resume. Now he's out of the fold right now. And it's in these decisions, Bidwell's not even making at this point. Yeah. Or and it, we hope not. We hope not that this is not, I don't think. No, and I would, no, I'm not insinuating that at we, all. It's just strange yeah. that these decisions are being made for the Cardinals. Well, and here's another point is that if you're if you're Michael Bidwell and maybe you know I'm not gonna fire Steve Kime while he's ill, but I know I'm moving off of Steve Kime, this does give you a a head start, a final month in place to be able to say, I'm putting together my shortlist, whether it's the two folks I put in charge or somebody else. We've been talked about it, but really since the they lost before the bye to the Chargers. Michael Bidwell needed to put together his shortlist of both coaches and GMs. Now his GM is gone, and there's a, probably a very good likelihood that he either resigns or he's he's dismissed entirely. Probably a better chance right now, yeah. I think we can all agree, health permitting, that he resigns for health concerns and Michael yeah. Bidwell. And people in the chat saying he gets to say face, who gives a shit? If he's healthy and the team is is operated with somebody else's GM, like that we should be content with that because yeah. – this this team should not allow Steve Kime to operate as GM anymore. We'll put his health concerns on the side. I, I think this gives Michael Bidwell a clean slate and saying, okay, let's see what these two guys do over the course of the next four weeks, but I'm going to put together an external list. And I apologize to Bo. I believe that that's what you said. I was putting together a show tweet, so I, I really wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to get the folks in here. You we never listen to me, Johnny. We had to get the, almost <laughs> the 200 people in here. But I, here, I do. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, more concrete information coming out from the team site, Darren Urban, azcardinals.com, uh, confirming general manager Steve Kime taking that leave of absence from his duties. Uh, statement released from the team. It is health-related. Kime is out. Vice President of Player Personnel, Quentin Harris. Vice President of Pro Personnel, Adrian Wilson, will handle Kime's workload and lead the personnel side. The team declining further comment and citing legal requirements for privacy in regards to Steve Kime. Again, 
Uh, I want to wake up tomorrow morning and be assured that Steve Kime is okay. Because, listen, it is difficult. He's been public enemy number one, more so than Cliff Kingsbury or whomever. But he is the most successful GM this franchise has ever had. And I was ready, assuming they fired him, to get on, on this microphone the next day and say, let's talk about all the good he did for this organization. The time was past due that they needed to move off of him. But we need to recognize trading for DeAndre Hopkins, right? Drafting Kyler Murray, getting this team 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 13 and 3. That's Kimes' infrastructure with Bruce Arians. So he deserves his day in the sun. Hopefully, we're able to give that to him when he's able to come back healthy and resign. But I, I don't think, I don't know if there's an avenue, Bo, for him, health permitting, to say, okay, I'm good now, guys. I'm back. It's January. Let's tackle the offseason. Do you? No, I, I completely agree. I mean, as, as far as him being able to take this organization to to places it's never been before, I mean, that's that's a fact. I mean, what he was able to do and working in concert with Bruce Arians from 2013 through 2017, uh, you know, I think I think that nobody can deny that that they'd won three straight seasons, double digit games, um, and he was able to you know say what you will about 2018, kind of rebound from that just atrocious campaign. And in three short seasons, put the team back in the playoffs to, to make the unprecedented pivot from drafting a first round quarterback bust and Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray in, in 2019. You know, say what you will about his resume, but as far as successful general managers, you'd be hard pressed to find a more successful GM than, than Steve Kime. Sure, he absolutely does deserve his flowers. Uh, but then with all that being said, there was a ceiling to that success, right? And, you know, sometimes there's, there's, like in, in professional sports, you see coaches, managers, guys who put your teams in good positions, right? And to take the step from rebuilding to competing. But then there's this next gear that they need to be able to get to. And I think you can't get there with Steve Kime. I don't, you know, regardless of what the breaking news was to is today, I think that remains true going forward. Let me ask you this, Bo Brock. The likelihood that Cliff Kingsbury remains the Arizona Cardinal head coach, does this news affect that at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every GM loves to have his guy. I mean, regardless of of what, you know, even even if they go with Quentin or Adrian that are in the building yeah. that know Cliff, that interact yeah. with Cliff, you don't think that'll make a difference. I, I think that there are guys who aren't privy to the conversations between the current or, or as of an hour ago, the brain trust that was the Arizona Cardinals of Bidwill, uh Kime and Cliff. Guys who are outside of that room have their own opinions, and it's tough to get away from you know the consensus as far as what the feelings are, as far as why this organization has struggled so mightily this season. And I think a lot of people have identified Cliff as that, and I'd be yeah. shocked if there aren't people that share that opinion inside those the walls of that building, in that front office, outside of Steve Kine. Well, Jordan Pete, uh, talking about I am pr- I'm prompted bringing up Cliff Kingsbury. I think Brian makes the right point as does both. You have to have a clean slate. I mean, there's, 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 this is not a charity. And if I'm willing to kind of, you know, lump my name in with this organization and hitch my wagon to the Cardinals, whether it's Quentin Harris, Adrian Wilson, or somebody else, I want to be able to have success. Can I have success with Cliff Kingsbury right now? It's proven. I cannot, I cannot run it back with much of the same. And so I, we want Steve Kime to come back and be healthy and be able to have a promising career in whatever he wants to do but that should not be with the Arizona Cardinals. And listen, I think there's a lot of people online, Twitter, I've been checking it in the comments, and you have every right to your opinion. That I don't think that this is not a hoax by the Cardinals. No. Steve Kime, Steve Kime, you know, for all of his faults, always at the games, 
always doing his radio hits, media appearances, and this week it was rare. It's like, has he gone into hiding? The fact that he can't even be at work should tell everybody, like, and and listen, like, if Cliff Kingsbury can go up there and answer questions, like, you know, Steve Kime should be able to as well. So this is this is a serious health concern, whether it's, I don't want to even speculate what it is, but it's it's severe enough where he is out of action indefinitely, and now we're going to get it. I don't know if we're going to get a definitive preview, Bo Brock, of what this organization is going to be like between now and the, the NFL draft, for instance. But, I mean, I'm anxious to hear from Quentin and Adrian Wilson. I want to see potentially what their plan would be. I want to be able for them to sell not only Michael Bidwell, but this fan base that they can get this turned around because we do have football games to talk about. We got a yeah. month left of the season. Yeah. But I, I don't think that this immediately puts a kibosh on looking at an external candidate either. I think this is a trial basis. Yeah, and it further to, to our, the points we've been making about Cliff Kingsbury keeping his job the rest of the way. I mean, this solidifies it, doesn't it? Right? You you you've already lost your offensive line coach. Are you fired him because of a brutal incident allegedly in Mexico City? You had to get rid of a running backs coach. Now this unfortunate issue with with Kaim's health. It's like you you you've just got to finish this thing out. And I think at the quarterback position, you love that right now you got a guy the the, the as far as just character quality as, as Colt McCoy, a guy that can kind of get you through the final four games if as long yep. as he doesn't get his his head ripped off out there behind this playing behind this offensive line and going up against the second best defense in the NFL this week. Um, you you got the quarterback. You just let Cliff ride out the next four weeks, and then you kind of get back, and, and then you then you. While Bidwell's gathering information, yeah. evaluating Harris and, and Wilson, and then figuring out what he's going to do by January 9th, Black Monday, and, and figure out what the, the next step is for this organization. But it, doesn't it really feel like we're, we're hovering our hand over that detonate button as far as this organization goes yeah, as we 100%. used to know it? And I think wh- whether this is not on purpose, but this gives Michael Bidwell an out to not have to fire his friend. I mean, they've been friends. For 25 plus years, Steve Kime has been a part of this Arizona Cardinal organization since the late 90s, early 2000s, coming from NC State. And so I don't want to say this saves him the public you know, humiliation of firing him because I don't want to wake up tomorrow and then hear that his health has, has make a turn for the worse because no, we don't we don't need to speculate like that. However, if he makes a recovery, this allows Michael Bidwell to say, Steve, take a year off. Good luck to you. There's a position in the NFL, I'm sure, for you when you want to come back but it's not going to be a GM of this team. And we're going to put out a statement. Steve is stepping away. We appreciate all that you've done. I mean, you you're, you can save face with this if you're Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime. And I listen, Michael Bidwell is a very proud man. And mm-hmm. we, we've talked about the off-seasons of years prior in January where he and Kime both sit up there and they say, we're going to be held accountable and then no one's held accountable. I, I just, I've seen Michael Bidwell fire coaches. I've never seen him fire his best friend. He's, this is the only GM he's ever had. Rod Graves was a hire of, of Bill Bidwell. So this gives him an out, hopefully uh, a healthy out, meaning Steve yeah. Kime is healthy, that, that you can say, Steve, good luck to you. Take some time. I'm yeah. sure Michael's close with his family. I'm sure they holiday together, all that. But uh, $1.99, Ethan, super chat. Thank you so much, my man. Christmas miracle, but prayers up. Listen, prayers up indeed. Good luck to Steve Kime. Good luck to the Cardinals now who turned their attention to, to Adrian Wilson and, and Quentin Harrisbow. Yeah, and and how how do they evaluate the next four games? How do they evaluate you know where this where this organization has their their entire path throughout this 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 trying season, right? To put it lightly, um, 
but uh yeah it's i i completely agree as far as this is a way to amicably split from somebody that you're you're tied to right that that you can't quit for whatever reason uh that that 2018 just kind of seemed to be a perfect parting of ways and and it seemed like you doubled down at that point and and now here we are and you you hope that steve kime can go focus on his health his family and and maybe life beyond football he's he's been able to to accomplish some some really great things with this organization that he's been with so far for 23 plus years and, and nearly take it to a Super Bowl in 2015. Uh, if it weren't for Cam Newton and that Carolina Panthers defense, you know, it might have been possible. Um, but now now we're sitting here at this at this crossroads and it, it seems just to point to a road that you follow that doesn't involve Steve Kime and, and, and potentially Cliff Kingsbury with this organization any longer. I wonder if, uh, obviously, you want to give both gentlemen, Harris and Wilson, an opportunity to impress you for Michael Bidwell, but I wonder if this is also a way, because it's going to be hard if one of those guys gets the job and the other doesn't, does the other stick around? Does Adrian Wilson stick around? Does he leave in the offseason? If they bring in an external candidate, do both of these guys say, no, thank you? Does the new GM clean house, fire everybody, bring in new scouts again? All these options are on the table. I don't think we can just sit here and say, A-Dub gets the job, Quentin Harris reports to A-Dub, all the scouts stay the same, or vice versa. I think there's a chance, interim, both of them tackling this job, that an external candidate, he could really be considering that. Had he I, named yeah. A-Dub or, or, or uh, Quentin Harris the GM outright, I would yeah. say, keeping the seat warm, he's taken over. I don't, I don't think we can say that. You know, it's kind of like a, a money ball thing where it's like, if, unless you're winning the final game of the season, there, there really isn't anything to kind of hang, hang your hat on. Right. I mean, right. There, there's no reason to say to kind of have that, that, that hoarder mentality. Oh, we got to keep it? everything. We got to keep all our former players. If he, if he loved Adrian Wilson in this role today, he would name him the interim GM. Like, don't you think if he was Kimes number two guy, yeah, who Adrian Wilson, well, Byron Leftwich wanted him I last mean, offseason. You're making for this organization an unprecedented move because, as he mentioned, every every GM for the most part has has been internally. I think where, where the the state of the franchise is, and then you just locked your friend your quarterback in uh, for the for the next couple of years, right? Uh, on a huge historic contract, yeah, uh, contract that this team has has never had to dish out before. And you're staring down him having to come back uh, from a, a serious knee injury. You have to put him in the best position possible, and I think you yeah. have to you have to do your due diligence here. You really have to put in the work. And they've done this before, and almost to a fault. Like their searches for coaches it took far too long, and I think they missed out on some great candidates. Like Absolutely. that's why it starts now. That's why you know. I w- God, I wish I could think of a, of a better phrase than blessing in this guy, but just the ability to get a head start on this. Uh, it's a, it, I it's think an opportunity. Really it's, think, an yeah, opportunity. it's an opportunity. No doubt about it. It's an opportunity for Michael Bidwell. Hopefully he does not sit around and just say, well, this will, you know, the new GM, it'll take care of itself. I do think if you, if you, if you guys remember dating back to 2013, that off season in January, they interviewed some external candidates to take over for Rod Graves, but it was, it was assumed Kime was going to get the job. And they waited too long to give him the job. He ended up getting the job a couple weeks after the season started. So they vetted it, everything. So I the, I don't expect this to be a short process, but I also don't – I it was Kime was made for that job when he took it. Everybody knew. He was Graves' number two guy. Bidwell loved him. This, this time, a little bit more uncertainty. 
And maybe if I'm Michael Bidwell, I'm staring in the fact that I've won one home game in the last calendar plus year. Maybe I need a complete reset of everything yeah. and every everyone that we do with this organization. I'm not calling for people to get fired, scouts that make, you know, 70 grand a year and on the road every every day of the year and or never see their families. But I, I don't I don't know. It feels like this organization needs a hard reset from a scouting and personnel yeah. standpoint. I, I don't disagree. I I, I will kind of I mean uncertain that 2013 season that he took over, he churned that roster, did a really good job. No, no, I'm with, talking with about Bruce Michael. Aaron. They didn't Michael have a Bidwell. quarterback. They, they were going to remember they were going to go with Drew Stanton as their starter for a while. Do you think it was a harder <laughs> selling point to take the job in, in 2013 than it is now? Yes, for sure. I mean, they didn't no, have well, a quarterback. The, division, the, division the roster was, was, was in shambles. It was it, the the way that what Graves and Wiz left it in, it was it was rough. It was, you'd just come off the, the failed experiment with Kevin Cobb. It was just an absolute mess. Man, there was they, just, whenever they fire GMs and head coaches, whether it's this year, 2018, 2013, it's never in a, a great place, is it? Right. No, exactly. Great. And, and look, when you're you're four and nine, it, it's it's not great. It's like things have gone horrendously south for this organization. I, the one thing I, I really get confused with, and, and before the news came out, uh, as we talk about Steve Keim taking an indefinite leave of absence from the team due to health-related issues, uh, was, was the – was the storyline surrounding this team not being able to get itself a legit head coaching candidate because of Kyler Murray's ACL injury. And I, I just yeah. think that that's, that's overblown in my opinion, you know, looking at Kyler Murray's resume, I know that he is, is you look at his numbers this year, they completely fell off a cliff and, and were as bad as they've ever been in his career. Uh, but when you look at, how he couldn't even really get into practice for training camp. He had the wrist issue. He had the he had COVID. Uh, he we saw one game with him in Hollywood and DeAndre Hopkins all on the field at the same time. One game um, this entire season. I, I think that people misremember or don't remember the type of player and prospect that Kyler Murray is at 25 years old. You can get somebody in here that's going to want to coach Kyler Murray. And as far as the ACL surgery, this isn't 1999 any longer. This is, these are routine th deals. They, they've, they've gotten it down to an exact science as far as rehabbing these injuries and getting these guys back to where they were, if not better. There are 26 days left on the calendar until Black Monday. You get a 26-day head start, Michael Bidwell, to do a complete rundown audit of your football infrastructure from GM all the way down to coach and I it, it sets you it sets yourself up to really be able to tackle this offseason for once come into January Black Monday assuming that they pivot off time health permitting that they fire Cliff Kingsbury and they say we're in the final stages we've interviewed X Y and Z we've already conducted our interviews with A-Dub and Quentin Harris and now we're going here and we're going here and we're interviewing X Y and Z that's what it needs to be yeah it does not need to be Michael Bidwell sitting up there on January 9th like all right I guess we'll start the process now. And then we got to wait three or four weeks after the fact that can't happen. That no. would be a horrific mistake for this franchise because I'm telling you right now, Carolina and their billion dollar owner, they're doing interviews. They're conducting a wide scope for their next head coach. Now, I don't think they're as attractive as a destination, but the, listen, they're paying coaches a shit ton of money, not even yeah. to coach for them anymore. And Matt ruling company. So I, you have to be in a position to tackle this head on and, you're gifted now, not gifted. You're given an opportunity to see what you have in house and go from there. Yeah.
Fire up, you know, the PJ. Start to look at some serious candidates. I love in the chat, somebody saying D'Amico Ryan. So I think if if you do take, you know, the proven guys, the proven commodities like the Sean Payton, and you still got to figure out, you know, what the compensation would look like since he's under contract with New Orleans. And, and does he want to coach Kyler? Does he want to – how much is it going to take on top of buying out and firing Cliff? There, there's so many variables that go into that. We talked about Jim Harbaugh, but if you look at just the coordinators – and what they've done and, and who's got the most impressive resume, it's tough to find somebody better than D'Amico Ryans. He's in division. He's dominated some divisional opponents and, and uh, obviously was a lot of talent on the defensive side of the football, but you know maybe even did a better job than now Jets coach Robert Sala. I, I love D'Amico Ryans if, if somebody uh, – if, if they start to pivot off a cliff. Uh, guys killing it in the <laughs> chat as well with some other ones here. Um yeah, Carolina making the playoffs. Watch that would be that would be wild and just a dumpster fire of an NFC South. I'm gonna tell you right now, not a good look for Michael Bidwell if Steve Wilkes makes the playoffs. It's already not a good look. And you've got this lawsuit against Steve Kime and company hanging the over the NFC your head. West was not the in 2018 was not the NFC South right now. Uh, but we're finding out Steve Wilkes is is pretty capable. He's not a joke. People thought I love that he called out his team for tanking. That's 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 ballsy. <laughs> He speaks his mind. I, I have no problem with it. Was he was he well equipped? No. Did he do a good job? No. But I think uh, you, you didn't fire yeah. Steve Kime that day either. And that that the public perception of that you yeah. have a chance now to reset your franchise. Cliff, I love you, my man. You're great to us. Um, you've had some success here, but there's no way he can be kept as the head coach of this this franchise after the end of the season. I just yeah. Uh, unless it, unless there's a mandate by Michael Bidwell to Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris that you have to keep Cliff, I I can't imagine he's back. I see uh, Shane Steichen, the OC for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in there. He's had a fantastic season working with uh, Nick Sirianni of Philly and putting Jalen Hurts into the MVP conversation. Absolutely. Uh, when you start to look at all those those coordinator candidates out there, keep them coming. Obviously, hit the hit the like button as you, as you join. What us is Saul yelling at me about? What's he yelling at me about? Because I complimented Steve Wilkes. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Saul, you're man. very yeah. You were very uh, you spoke Listen, very I, well of Cliff and Wilkes and in, in your last whatever you were just talking about. Oh, I appreciate appreciate. I, you I zoned out like you zoned me out earlier hey, in the show. <laughs> I had to create a show tweet to get people here. We got 208 people here. Smash that like button. We're not stopping this train. We're, we're going overtime today, but I want to remind everybody of our phenomenal partners at DraftKings. Listen, right now, it hasn't been a great season for the Cardinals' sons, iffy right now, but you can make some money without those two teams messing it up for you on DraftKings. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PHNX, bet a place a $5 money line bet on any NFL team to win their game, get $150 in free bets. If they do not the spread, mind you, take five bucks on DraftKings, Go put it on San Francisco tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football, and you will get, if they win, $150 in free bets, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. But you have to smash that promo code PHNX in the process to do so. DraftKings is like Christmas come early. I'm doing PHNX bets daily earlier today with our producer, my guy Shane Diefenbach. They are sending me promos. They are sending me missions. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take the night off. Bam, make a bet right (laughs) after the show. Bam, 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 PHNX. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for it. Details. 
We're talking about hitting the full reset button. I had to hit the full reset button on my living room. It was outdated. It had some horrible looking furniture. Not, I'm not talking like shag carpeting or a futon in there like Johnny's got still in his hey. living room. But I had to upgrade the furniture, and I did it just in time for the holiday season. You should do the same over with our friends at More Furniture. You want to see the great furniture they have, just check out one of our big studio shows. We've got those comfortable chairs. We've got some great loungers uh, here at the station as well. We love More Furniture. You will too. Check them out, morefurniture.com. It's what you want to buy for your home. And also you got to check out their clearance event happening at More Furniture. Uh, You can save up to 50% off uh, during their holiday clearance event. Does Johnny, do you have a a waterbed? I feel like you look like you have a water bed. Listen, when the water's a rocking, don't come a knocking. Am I right? <laughs> I'm not right. Thankfully, my wife. I regret is- everything about this show. That's a like We're about to, to lose viewers. about 250 of our audience after that. That that uh, you set me up for that. I yeah. I did have a futon for a long time. Uh, but we've upgraded with more furniture. You should too. Uh, we're continuing to dissect this news as it comes to us. Listen, we got a lot of fun stuff today planned, but we're talking about Steve Kahn potentially no longer being with this organization for the first time since what, 2000, 2001? What are you laughing at? Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. We're going to. Th- I'm listen. laughing at Mike's comment saying the, the waterbed is on top of the shack carpet. <laughs> Leah, I thought we were friends. Leah does chalk with my kids. You know, she's a phenomenal babysitter. She hasn't seen the waterbed, though. Um, All right. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about some of our favorite external, external options to take over for Steve Kime. Should, should Steve Kime not be back? Should Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson not get the job? Are you ready to have that conversation? You Are you equipped to have that? Do you have some names in mind? I mean, that, you just have to look at at organizations, right? I mean, if if I were to if give up like assistant GMs behind the scenes, no, it's not gonna nobody's gonna know who that is. Yeah. But if you look at at some of the organizations that are continually uh, have sustained success in this league, absolutely, you want to kind of figure out who's working behind the scenes and, and helping out these general managers not make brutal mistakes. Yeah, I, I love Lewis Riddick, a guy who's who's continually in the conversation. Um, you stay away, I think, from some from some of the retreads. You, you don't look at guys uh, like let's stay away from like the Mayox of the world and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, it's you look at Philly, you look at Kansas City, you look at all these organizations that seem to you know, despite Howie Roseman's inability at times to find wide receivers in the draft, he's put his team. You look at that entire roster and just how it's been built. It's really impressive. Yeah, I like I like those uh, recommendations. Listen, I also think you get a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh, maybe you let them pick their GM. Uh, I think you start there. Um, it was Ireland talk- from from New Orleans. That was the one we were playing easy connecting of the dots when we had our big Sean Payton discussion a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because now you're in a position where you've got some placeholders and then you can allow Michael Bidwell to say, okay, let me go big game hunting. Let me have conversations. I can get a quick no from somebody and move on. But yeah. I need to have that conversation and exploratory conversations a la Kyle Shanahan once upon a time got the head coaching job with the San Francisco 49ers. John Lynch was hired basically after the fact. Uh, does Michael Bidwell do that if he's got somebody in mind like that? If not, then you, I think you hire the GM first because there's no head coach. I think assuming you move off a cliff, 
that you hire before the GM unless they're Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh. Do you agree with that? Is there another coach that you would do that with? Uh, probably not. No, okay. not, not not one that's that's available that that you'd say, hey, he he could be had or he, he's he's on the open market. No doubt about it. Yeah, you're not you're not doing that. I, I don't I don't think anybody's gonna stand out or, or move the needle for me. Otherwise, is it is it a prereq for you? I know the answer to this because it's not a prereq for me. I want it to be true, but the new GM has to love Kyler Murray. I think that's a little bit different than the head coach because here it's such a with Kyler Murray like the conversation about he would he would turn off a potential head coach candidate. It's like what you would have to do and absorb dead money wise would torpedo your ability to build a roster next year anyway. So why wouldn't you just kind of wait the the months that it would take and be well, patient to get Kyler Murray back to a hundred percent? Well, gr- funny you should ask because right here we have the draft standings for the 2023 <laughs> NFL draft. Here are where the Cardinals sit today. Tankathon, bum, 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 bum. Uh, six overall pick. Do the Arizona Cardinals? They have uh, a 308 win percentage. Not great. Strength of schedule 516. Bull Brock. If they lose to Denver this weekend and Atlanta and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers and hypothetically <laughs> say they go four and 13 and they're sitting there with a top three draft pick and I got a new GM, an external GM and a new head coach and they love X quarterback, whether it's Bryce Love or Will Levis or CJ Stroud or whatever, you're going to tell me I can't at least entertain that idea. You're saying that's off the table. Ever, it's a precursor for every interview, GM, head coach, et cetera. And I'm saying that as somebody who loves Kyler Murray. Yeah, because it, you've put yourself in such a tough situation with with the money and the dead cap that you, you're you're really punting on maybe two seasons worth of of building this roster as strong as you want. Like you you really have soured on on Kyler Murray that much. You're going to listen no, to somebody. No, gonna- but I I have I I do think it's difficult. To tell somebody as a new head coach that you have to play for a backup, you have to play with a backup for six weeks, a month, first season, month. We don't and a know half. that. We don't know that. This is pretty I, routine these days. It's but his his surgery is basically going to be January. He's twenty five. He's an absolute specimen. He's he was a top ten pick in both baseball and football. And you're going to tell me he's going to be different than mostly everybody else with coming back from an ACL surgery. He Joe Burrow is going to be able to return from an ACL surgery and play behind a horrible offensive line better than Kyler Murray. If I'm a head coach and I have seen the disarray that a lot of these coaches go like Arthur Smith and Matt Rule. Did mm-hmm. not inherit quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and 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 their careers are going to suffer because of it. Now they they may not be good head coaches, but it, you know Lovey Smith, these guys that are that How, are taking jobs. I mean, jobs, I can't believe you're lumping Kyler Murray into those I'm situations. Not. I'm assuming well, what's that the he's point? Be okay, Marcus the Mariota, uh, Matt Wash, Matt Ryan. What if Kyler's not healthy? The debacle in Carolina. I mean, that's you not think, even. You think Kyler Murray's going to be able to roll out of bed on? October 12th and just no, pumping out, but I'm pumping telling out you, touchdowns. You're, I think you're better off cap wise and, and roster building wise. If, if you hold steady and the plan remains moving forward with Kyler Murray, finding the guy that you move can couple with Kyler, Kyler Murray not, to take him beyond what we saw his first three seasons in the NFL. 
This is yeah. going to come off as me being anti. I have a Kyler Murray jersey yeah. hanging five feet away. Did you burn it? Kyler Murray. You no, jerk? no, <laughs> you, you're the jerk. Uh, I, I just, they're going to have a top five pick and there are three quarterbacks that people and love. They what have the mean? ability to either one, trade it to a quarterback hungry team for a haul or two, get one of the best non quarterbacks in this very deep draft class. I do agree with you there that they are not a, they're, they're, I don't want to trade down. They're not a, a Take the best player. Take a blue chip player. Take a franchise changing player. Um, I yeah, I I don't know. Those are tough. This is <laughs> tough, man. This is tough conversations you got to have. Yeah, that's Saul, why you're cool. acting like it's Civil War days. Like he's gonna have to have his leg amputated. No, but I just you're just bite down on this musket ball there, Kyler. We're gonna take it. this thing Stop right it. off. See? Yeah. Hopefully there's <laughs> there's no infection. Come on, man. This is I'm 2023 sorry. almost. Hey, hey, when was the last time Kyler Murray's finished the season <laughs> healthy? Let's go with zero. And yeah. I love Kyler. He's missed games every year. This is his first serious injury. Okay. He missed this is first games. serious he injury. Missed, he missed two games earlier this year. He missed three games last year. I know, but he's, he's not. He's, he doesn't have any other knee injury. He's not RG3 who had a knee injury in college. He's He's been pretty much healthy outside of some uh, an ankle here, a hamstring there. I mean, that's. I'm I'm great with that. Who's reaching, Jose? I don't. I'm just. I'm trying to talk out hypotheticals here because I want to be prepared. I once got burned because I said no way they take Kyler Murray. I got Josh Rosen delete my Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> they take Kyler Murray. Still standing. I I've been yeah. I've been scorned by a lot of that. So I I think everything's going to be on the table. GM, right. head coach, personnel decisions, trades. I we Bo and I talked about this earlier this week. If you missed it, the only people that are safe are the people on rookie contracts making no money, unless unless your name's Buda Baker. That's it. That's the list right now. Maje Sammers, Cameron Thomas, you know my uh, our guy Trey McBride, and like a Buddha, and that's it. I think everything else is on the table. Yeah. I'm sorry, everything else. Yeah, I mean when you look at the the roster going forward for the next four games, it, it's guys. You know, it's not the Buda Bakers. It, it's unfortunately we're not going to see Zach Allen. It's not JJ Watt, really. It's it's like the two third rounders, as you mentioned, Sanders and, and Cam Thomas. Like they have to prove that because they have they have to supplement the pass rush. They absolutely have to. It's been atrocious this year. You like atrocious. them as pieces going forward, but how big a pieces, right? Can they can they play opposite somebody? Can they be rotational guys? You got to yeah. figure that out. And then like Marco Wilson, Antonio Hamilton, you figure out if their pieces going forward. And then you figure Trey McBride, as you mentioned, and then I think you really have to take a look at Colt McCoy. I know Colt McCoy's under contract next year, but is he the guy that you want to be no. your starting quarterback potentially to open up next season? Is that Danny DeVito gift? No, no. <laughs> uh, we're going to get our answer because Colt McCoy is going to play, I think, with better weapons than he's going to have next year. Because I, I don't know if D-Hop, Hollywood, all these guys, James Conner, there's going to be some tough decisions being made. If Colt McCoy, and I love Colt, uh, goes 0 for 4 down the stretch. Ain't no way you can run it back. So yeah. I, I, I'm. I, it's not going to be Colt McCoy. It's going to be a bridge quarterback that they get um, to to be a placeholder. I like I Jacoby Brissett wasn't great this year, but a lot of those games were winnable. The Cardinals need to create a roster, and Bo, I think this is what we ag- both agree on: a roster that Kyler Murray can come smoothly back in and not have to carry the team next year. Running game, offensive line, pass rush, right blue chip players, adding talent, getting rid, cutting the fat. And I don't mean literally, I mean fat salaries, people who don't suit up on Sundays, our guy Rondell Moore winning the Rodney Hudson award for most games missed. You know, that that's what I'm looking to trim this off season. I need people on the active list, not the inactive right. list. 
And that's what Kyler Murray needs. Kyler Murray needs yeah. to come back to a finely tuned machine where he can say, I can hand the ball off 20 to 25 times a game and not get my shit beat in. I don't right. have to play hero ball, backyard football with D hop and company. I want to see something that resembles a modern day NFL offense that doesn't look, you know, completely dejected for the first, you know, eight weeks of the season. Yeah. And we talk about GM candidates. You, you wonder what's going to happen in like Indianapolis. They already got rid of their, their, their head coach and Frank Wright. And they've got the, you know, a guy coming from the TV booth to the sidelines, high school sidelines to the NFL sidelines. Like there's a guy like Chris Ballard become available. You know, I think that was a good being somebody you could jump at. I know you don't like him, but he, here's a guy that's operated without the quarterback position. The last in couple the of AFC, years, but you look the at the AFC rest of that now. roster. That's I'm sorry. And especially that's, the offensive that's line. Football. That's he Mac can, football. He can that's, evaluate that's, the offensive line. And we in the NFC West, this is like the SEC of the NFL. Uh, the AFC South is like Conference U.S. fucking A. I, so I don't want I don't want him trading away picks for Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. He's had no some thing. really solid draft classes, and I think you're overlooking that. Mm, he's yeah, I'm I don't want retreads. No retreads, thank you. I want somebody who's a vice president who's ready for his first crack at this. You Unproven rarely are you guy. Given, yeah, grass is always greener, Johnny. All right, asshole. Let's <laughs> let's let's get to some more of these comments here. We should just have the show go right up to Hard Knocks. We should just go yeah. live. For the next, let's see, about five hours here. Listen, we didn't think we'd get news like this until you know January 9th, and we're not by any means celebrating Steve Kime and, and the fact that he had to step away for health concerns. Again, our our thoughts, our love is with Steve Kime's family. We we want Steve Kime to be okay, uh, but we don't want him uh, selecting players anymore. Uh, I wanted to get to some of these comments here. The roster is bad. We need an offensive line, not a quarterback. Get a running back from the draft. Jeff Sunday is pretty good, Bo. It was a good comment. <laughs> Colt McCoy taking his, his hits weekly because of a lackluster offensive line, period. No. I, the Cardinals are not a singular player away, and that's right. why it's most important to strip it down what's not working, accumulate assets, and let the most important thing is whomever takes over this team, head coach GM combo, that they're in sync, right? Like Bo and I, for the most part, and they can outline their vision, and right. that's important to me because – like, I love Kyler Murray. I don't want to force Kyler Murray on anybody. So you got to be convinced that Kyler Murray is included in that vision. Right. And, and you don't have spots, several spots on your roster then where you have, where you're so top heavy that if you lose your starter, it's a liability, right? Yeah. I, where, you, you know, the, the offensive line is one veteran, veteran going down from yeah. it giving up, going from giving up one to two sacks to five to six sacks. Like your, your secondary not being able to cover, even though you get pretty, de pretty decent defensive pressure from Watt and Allen. It's yeah. I, I think that, yeah, you, you need to find a way to add depth to this team. And the way you do that is, is through drafting. And, and you hope that you can find somebody that, that is, has a tr pretty solid track record. If, if it's somebody that's unproven, it, it's, has collaborated on some solid draft classes and in, in, in scouting some prospects that not necessarily other organizations were in and that they hit on. I got a uh, text message from a buddy of mine that raises a good point. I wonder if the national media got this now, they released this information now because there's a reference to it in hard knocks tonight. So hard knocks isn't isn't breaking anything. Do you think there's any validity to that? Do you think anything will be referenced in hard knocks tonight about Steve Cotton? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I it'd be just complete guess. I would say no. Isn't that saying but, something about hard knocks though? It's like this no, has been this has been a story for about a week. Clearly, yeah. something's been going on for about a week. Right. You're not going to put anything in hard knocks tonight. If they say if they say he he was he's home 
with an illness fine yeah i mean i just i don't i don't think that they would be omitting it i just don't know if they have anything that that would tell the story of this past week i don't think it's something they were getting ahead of before hard knocks no so you're gonna push it to next week's show you're just not gonna talk about it no i'm sure yeah i'm sure it comes i mean it's a big story i like i said i don't think hard knocks is admitting this tonight i i just don't know i'll i'll it's a monday night game i think that they they had the Monday night game. They had to edit this show in the last two days. But they're going to be like, where's they, Steve? They had Kyler's ACL tear. I just think that there's going to be so much in this show already. It's going to win them a NFL Films and Emmy from this past week that they'll, they'll probably get to it next week. I don't think it's anything they're covering up. I just don't. And I, yeah, I don't think it's a cover-up process. Theory. But I listen, they, they've had ample time off. They didn't do yeah. a show last week. We've had the bye week. Now that we're got, we're, we already know we're going to get some insight into DeAndre Hopkins yeah. and his mom and the relationship. We saw a promo of that. That ought to be fantastic. Um, the Hopkins family's wonderful. And I'm looking forward to that. Why do you say it's been a story for a week? Well, they go on a week to week basis, Dylan. And so basically, um, the Kime's been out since he's been sick since last week. He didn't do radio hits last week. He wasn't around the team, yeah. and then he wasn't with the team on Monday night. Yeah, so there was. I, there was uh, public knowledge that that Kime, because of the radio hit, was was ill last Friday, and you know whether it's related to this 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 health related new stuff that's taking him out indefinitely from the organization, we don't know. That's just speculative, but you know, just also reading the tea leaves there. So um, I, I just don't think it's going to be part of the storyline. Um, but you know, we we continue this conversation and. It, the Cliff Kingsbury combo. I see almost 300 people here watching this show. If if you feel like Cliff Kingsbury, regardless if Steve Kimes a part of this future, utilize the like button if you're Michael Bidwell and you've got a little button at your desk and hit the like button if you want to just drop Cliff Kingsbury. The floor opens and he's out of this organization forever. How about we use the like button for that? Just gone. Slides like off it. into a tube back to his Paradise Valley house. And he's just there with his, his giant Leo painting I, uh, for the rest yeah. of his days. I'm looking to move. Do you think I can swing that crib? <laughs> My commute to the office be a little shorter. Paradise Valley compared to Maricopa? Probably not. Probably be about the same. Yeah. Uh, Kingsbury is gone, according to Mikey Desert Cardinal. Is that is that predetermined? Let's let's switch the conversation to that. Let's let's talk about Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Because I do I do think Cliff Kingsbury now is going to be the front man for this organization the next four weeks. Because I don't think we're going to see Michael Bidwell. I don't really think we're going to see Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson at all. I think this is going to be Cliff's final month with the team. Um, you know, I think we'll probably see a loose Cliff Kingsbury kind of coaching with house money a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe putting together his resume for his next job. And then, you know, the, the week of January 9th, the Cardinals have fired Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. It, it's going to be really an interesting next four weeks. I mean, you've got 28 unrestricted free agents going into this off season. So there, there's a lot of guys that are going to try to put some, some things on tape. Uh, you know, with some some key players out of the lineup due to injuries, including Zach Allen and Byron Murphy. So it's going to be really important for guys on the field, on the sidelines, in the front office now. Everybody is is going to be under a microscope, and everybody's going to be coaching, playing for a job. Yeah. Uh, Jackson asking this. I, I'm sorry I didn't get to this earlier, Jackson. Johnny, if you had – to would you trade your first this year for Sean Payton? Uh, I would. No, I would trade. Stop it. I would. What? You're going to trade a top five pick for a coach? Yeah, a Super Bowl winning head coach. A, a coach. He won one Super Bowl, and it was a decade ago. He went to multiple playoffs, NFC Championship, turned around a franchise, perennial loser. 
And he get, and he gets guys like Jimmy Graham. He gets Kamara late. I mean, I, yes, I would do that. I'm Pass. probably in the minority though. Yes. Yeah, let's take Joe Blow Corner from you know Bumblefuck University to sit out you know two months of the season with a hamstring when we got a coach that doesn't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, I guess I probably would have Sean Payton today. Yeah, that probably that probably be good. That's probably good. When was the I'm last sorry. time Sean Are the Denver Broncos in, in the Super Bowl? I don't know. That's irrelevant. Are the Denver Broncos <laughs> and the LA Rams about to fold up their franchise because they don't have it's a been, top? Is it been two decades no, technically? Forward. Has it been two decades technically? It's going to be 2023. Was it 2009? Was that his last Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. It's hard to win. It's hard to win Super Bowls. <laughs> Cardinals. Ask the Cardinals. They've never won one. They've been to one. Uh Turned around Drew Brees' career. That's correct. A lot of good Sean Payton did. I, <laughs> he gets listen, all the credit for that. Colin, Colin Coward came out, and he's buddies with Sean Payton, saying that he's not interested in this job, and then this okay. is not an appealing job. So as much as I, mean, I want to ring you look, the bell. If you look, there, there is a precedent for it. This We're not talking John Gruden as, as the coach currently for the or for the Raiders going to the Bucs. It's not going to cost you a first. I mean, we've seen this where a coach has been retired. He comes back the next season to coach another team. The Bucks and the Cardinals, they figured out six-round pick. It's not going to go – I would just assume that it wouldn't go higher than like a fourth. And it would be crazy if it got that high because I think the Saints understand that Sean Payton doesn't want to come back and coach their team any longer. I also think – Somebody's saying he's going to go back to New Orleans. No fucking way does he go back to New Orleans. They don't have their top five pick. Right. Um, well, Shane, Philly, right? Yeah. Shane, uh, I got the comments from here, my man. Uh, trade for Baker Mayfield. I don't think that that's happening. Everybody <laughs> would love Sean Payton. Absolutely. As would I. And I, again, like it's, it's all hyperbole. If they had to get Sean Payton, they wouldn't have to give up their first. I would do it, but it's I'm not running the team. A lot of people are probably very happy about that. Um. <laughs> I also think the Chargers, they're, they're keeping Brandon Staley. They got a 75% chance to make the playoffs. Listen, Sean is itching to get back into coaching. And I think we're going to look around the NFL. Mike McCarthy, they're posed for a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. A lot of these new coaches aren't doing well, but they're going to have a bunch of additional chances in, in future years. I don't think we're going to see as many openings as we think. Let's try to let's let's play a game right here with 300 plus people watching. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five star. What head coaches, what head coaching openings are there going to be around the NFL? Right, I mean, counting. Cardinals. You've, you've got two already, right? You, you've Cardinals got the, and and Panthers. Right, Cardinals, Colts, and Panthers. Probably the Broncos, right? So there's Daniel Hackett is not long for this world. Yep. Um, I think Tomlin probably sticks around in Pittsburgh. I agree. Uh, Lovey Smith is probably is he one and done again? How many one and done do they a, have in a row? That almost is irrelevant, though. Yeah. I, but let's let's say Lovey is fired. So let's say Lovey. Lovey's done, and they, they have five openings. Right. Does, does Matt LaFleur have any heat on his seat, or is he going to pass for this no year? Way. He's had enough no success. Way. No way. Um, I think everybody in the NFC South, Bulls is fine. Falcons. Raider, Raiders can't Smith afford to, to fire Josh right. McDaniel. They have no money. So they have no money. They couldn't pay Josh McDaniel and then go pay Harbaugh and, and then go pay. I, I think a uh, nightmare would be is if, if McVay decided to, to hang it up. If he decided, I don't think anybody's going to – jettison him yeah, but, but you if know he what? was would john payton really take that job without a quarterback and a top pick i think i think john he's payton, from from what like coward says it seems like la is where he wants to be why so I don't, I don't chargers rams probably would would take priority over over the cardinals but when you look at the rest of the teams out there like he doesn't want to go to indy he's not gonna go spend his winners and 
is October through through February in Indianapolis. See, Joel brings up a good point. It's like, does, are the Saints involved? A lot of these teams, like we're sitting here talking and bitching and moaning that, you know, maybe it's not an attractive job because Kyler's hurt. Some of these teams that are going to be firing or maybe moving off their co- their head coaches don't have their picks. They don't have their top five pick. Mm-hmm. That's 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 pretty egregious. Now, I don't know if you trade that for a torn ACL quarterback, but I, I we've seen like where a third of the league flips over, Bo. With new head coaches, that's not going to happen this year. We feel pretty confident, right? Like five to seven max. Right. And th- that's ballpark each and every year. Like sometimes. Oh, there's it, been like, like double digits sometimes. Yeah. It, the, I mean, the, the quarterback carousel has gotten more and more interesting every offseason. And if you don't have one now, uh, it doesn't mean you can't get one in the offseason. But we've also seen that that's, that's, that's tough to – if a team's willing to move off of a quarterback, sometimes – you know, you can get, you can get a bad deal, right? You can, Andy Reid is, is sold damaged goods a couple times and, and Pete Carroll just sold one this off season to the Broncos. So it's, if you're willing to part ways with a quarterback, the most important position in sports, you know, what's, what's the deal there. So, but we've seen a lot of quarterbacks change uniforms the last couple off seasons and, you know, Sean Payton, he, he feels confident in his ability to coach somebody up, but the the reports right now, the criteria for Sean Payton is having a, that position figured out, right? And and does the Kyler Murray injury take them out of the conversation? I I, I would say no. I think that they could they could finagle their way back into it. And I don't think it's off the table. I don't either. I think that, I think people are foolish if they think that. And I also think, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Carolina still has their GM. The GM did not, he inherited Matt Rule. That GM's not going anywhere. Scott Fitterer, yeah. The Cardinals are the only team right now that has an interim GM. So what does that tell you? They should have a head start on every single piece of dialogue because the hierarchy is owner, GM, head coach. And if you feel like Cliff's, you know, got four weeks weeks left on his contract with this franchise, not literally, but figuratively, if you're Michael Bidwell, I, I can operate like I've got a head start on everybody. Uh, I think this is a fun time, Bo, not a fun time, but a, an opportune time with everybody here to go through maybe our top five coaching candidates for the Arizona Cardinals. We've got these graphics made up again, about a week or two old, but let's pull up Bo's first. Bo, you put this list together, some names that the Cardinals should absolutely consider to be the next head coach of the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals. Now, especially Steve Keim taking a leave of absence from the team. Give us your thoughts again on these five gentlemen. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, obviously the Kyler connection, his ability to uh, develop quarterbacks. I, I don't think it's realistic that he would leave L.A. and USC after just one year and what he's making and what it would cost to get him prime away from the Trojans there. And he's got a pretty damn good job, you know, obviously with NIL and, and what he's just been able to do in one short season. Uh, so, But you make the call, right? Whoever the GM is, Michael Bidwell, you fly there with PJ and, and say, hey, let's go for a fly. Number four on this list, Brian Callahan. I think what he's been able to do without having some key players, including Jamar Chase, not really having a great offensive line, but that offense continues to get the job done and they win football games. I like Brian Callahan. I think he's an up-and-coming offensive coordinator uh, and should be a head coach at some point. And then Kellen Moore and that Cowboys offense that was number one in most major statistical categories last season, Uh, what he was able to do with Cooper Rush earlier this season. Uh, he has 12 40 burgers, I think, since 2019. Knows how to put up points, knows how to call a game. He's my third choice. And then D'Amico Ryans, I might even slot him up 
over Peyton at this point. I just think that D'Amico Ryans and what he's done with this 49ers defense and how they've just been pitching shutouts uh, in the second half the last couple of games, I, I think that the the Bucks were able to put up a garbage time score. But what his he's done with that defense, the toughness, his familiarity with the NFC West, uh, the fact that he's had a conversation with the Cardinals head coach, our, our owner already, uh, he, they just felt he was just too green at that point. He's he's ready. He's ready for a head coaching job, and I would love to get on the ground level for for a guy like Ryan's. Uh, to to know this division and, and instill some toughness into this t- organization, and then also be kind of that guy that that mentor to Kyler Murray. Sure, he's not going to team tell him anything about the quarterback position, but tell him how to be a leader of men. I like your list. Here is mine. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, I think, could be the perfect medicine for for Kyler Murray and company. Two kind of outcast individuals, if you will, misunderstood. I guess is a better word for it. Bieniemy has had a lot of interviews but supposedly has not been able to nail down a singular position. He could come here, do magic with Kyler Murray. I think you spend enough time with Andy Reid. It's unlike the Belichick tree where you flame out. Andy and Eric have been side-by-side <laughs> for the better part of a decade. I love Eric Bieniemy as a potential candidate, as well as Brian Flores. Listen, people aren't a huge fan, and I get it. He, he clashed with Tua, but sometimes you need that tough love. And this is somebody that can come in, be an ass-kicker with this team, turn them around. He was winning 9 and 10 games in the AFC East against Bill Belichick and Josh Allen with Ryan Fitzpatrick as his, as his quarterback. Uh, and I also think with that ownership meddling, trying to do things behind his back, I just, I feel like he could, he could overcome a lot of adversity with the Cardinals right now and say, Hey, we're going to play hard defense. We're going to run the football, but I think an upgrade over him, even more so highlighting what Flores would do well is D'Amico Ryan. Right now. I feel like D'Amico Ryan is probably the most realistic candidate this that, that this team has. You take them away from a division rival. You got the San Francisco 49ers coaching staff. You get every everybody that that does good things for them, that's able to leave and bring them to Arizona, pay them a premium. D'Amico says, I'm going to take care of the defense. Look what he's done with Fred Warner. Imagine what he could do with somebody like Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, putting them in positions to succeed. Cameron Thomas, the defensive cupboard, is not bare for him. Come over here and 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 put together an ass-kicking franchise because this franchise is too soft. And then, you know, number one and number two, they're 1A, 1B. I mean, they're both elite head coaches. They've both been to Super Bowls. Peyton's won a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh, who's got interest from a lot of NFL teams, please, Michael Bidwell, allow that to be one of them. People I know that are in the know with Jim, and yes, I do have a small relationship with Jim, say that if the right situation came along, he he would leave Michigan. He He... He has done everything for that university. He took the Niners to a Super Bowl, immediately made them relevant. If, if the Cardinals hired any of these four, five individuals, I would be over the moon. And I think all of them should be in the conversation. I want to bring up a quick point here, Bo. We've got 315 people on the chat. Be sure to like, subscribe, like this video. Do you think it's funny, ironic, Ian Rappaport breaks the news on Kyler Murray's addendum, smooth things out. Like, I feel like there's a relationship there then breaks mm-hmm. the news on Steve Kime. I you feel like this is calculated? Do you think this is coming from Michael Bidwell and maybe potentially Mark Dalton with the Cardinals of saying, okay, we're going to get ahead of this news with Kyler Murray's addendum, with Steve Kime, potentially his health concerns, potentially taking a graceful exit from the organization? I do find think it's funny that it's rap sheet friend of the program that does have this news before anybody else that says, hey, guys, quick second, this is happening. And let me give you some context as to why. Uh, I mean, I know well, I read too much into it. I think you're reading too much into it. I think you're giving a lot of credit to the organization uh, and being like kind of proactive and getting in front of some of these stories. Um, and, and who knows? I mean, 
who knows who his source is? Could it be who you mentioned? Could it be somebody else in the organization? Could it be somebody like Kime? Um, I no, I I don't think so. I mean, I I just think when you look at this, is the the opportunity for this team to to kind of get a head start on some pressing issues with this organization, they can benefit from that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't I don't think that there's anything. Uh, you know, no conspiracy theory. It, it does. I don't think people mess around with this stuff. I mean, if it's a health related issue, you just say, okay, Steve, you know, focus on your health, focus on your family and get in, you know, get yourself in the best position. And the organization operates as it does day to day with him not being within those walls. I mean, it's, it's just going to be what's going to happen in the next four weeks and, and beyond, because we don't know how long he'll step away. And then when it comes down to it, you know, January 9th, if the team makes a decision with the head coach, um, you know, they also decide what Kime's future is once, you know, you can have that conversation, but uh, you know, could it, could it create on its own an easy break? Yeah, it sure can. But I just don't, I'm not buying into anything, you know, any conspiracy beyond that. We've been going here for almost 90 minutes as we got breaking news, what, five minutes into the show? I had a nice yeah. clean agenda that we were going to run through. We will save it for another day. Uh, get your final thoughts here, Bo Brock, in a second. But I want to remind everybody, PHNX Cardinals after dark, we're having a post-game show for, for Cardinals Hard Knocks tonight. 9 p.m. myself, Bo Brock, immediately following Cardinals uh, Hard Knocks. Special guest HBO. tonight too, right? We have a special guest, the GM Saul Bookman, who will have right. his thoughts on Steve Kime. We can't wait for that. And we have a major, major guest announcement that we will be breaking tonight on PHNX Cardinals After Dark. An impact player of the Arizona Cardinals is going to join this show come Friday. We're going to tell you who that is tonight on PHNX Cardinals After Dark. You're going to be able to interact, live questions with that person. But to find out, you got to come back tonight. But Bo Brock, as we sit here Goodness, on December 14th, we're 26 days away from the true end of the season for the Arizona Cardinals. What is going to happen? If you had to predict right now, what is going to happen between now and the ninth with this franchise with Michael Bidwell? Does Kime come back? Do they keep Adrian Wilson? Do they keep Quentin Harris in the role or do they go external? No, I, I think we're seeing the final days of the Cardinals as we've known them since 2019 and even before that i mean 2013 this is in time in this organization since 1999 there's there's going to be some big time changes wholesale changes as people say um but it's also important on, on days like today and, and cardinals i think they have really uh some intelligent fans out there to separate you know talking about a game talking about a struggling organization uh a gm that that hasn't you know been fantastic as far as putting together a roster and and getting your favorite team to a position to can contend each and every year separate that from the human side of this to where we're all pulling for steve guy we hope we wish him the best we wish him and his family the best and that he can get back to full health and then that the the cardinals can then make the true decision on his future once that happens as i tweeted out Earlier this week, I think everything's on the table for this franchise. And to echo Bo's points, it is the beginning of the end. And we want to have you guys locked and loaded with us as we go on this roller coaster ride together. Be sure to go to gophnx.com. Become a diehard today. You won't be sorry that you did 20% off merchandise, major discounts on events. Cop into the member exclusive member discord with myself, with Bo Brock, as we vet this entire thing out. 
Uh, my DMs are open, as is Bo Brock's, but the Discord, that's where the real meat of the conversation happens, and you got to be a diehard. Also check out the fantastic work of PHNX Arizona Cardinal beat writer Howard Balzer cranking out articles on the reg. you got to smash the promo code Howard. That's H-O-W-A-R-D. Again, all that content is available, including the PHNX merchandise locker to pick up some fresh gear like Bo's hat at gophnx.com. Bo, my friend, uh, just another day with this franchise, making more news off the field than on it, but we are back tonight. PHNX Cardinals after dark live, immediately following the conclusion of Hard Knocks special guest, the GM Saul Bookman. At, who knows? We may have more insight and information pertaining to Steve Kime. We'll do. We'll dig into our sources. We'll be on our phones. Uh, but you ought to be here. Grab a drink. Grab a four peaks. <laughs> hang out with us for Bo Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. Like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We'll see you tonight.